need to talk with someone about something you can't talk about with anyone else? You can talk to us. I'm Dr. Susan Block, your mistress of the airwaves, but my day job is director of the Dr. Susan Block Institute for the Erotic Arts and Sciences, specializing in sex therapy over the phone. Anytime you need to talk, whether you need serious psychotherapy or a hot phone sex experience or a combination, my world-renowned telephone sex therapists are just a phone call away. Totally private, absolutely confidential. We listen, talk with you, advise you, role-play for you, fantasize with you, no fantasy is too taboo, and help you with anything from impotence to exhibitionism, fears to desires, fetishes to marriages. For more information, call us at 213-291-9497. That's 213-291-9497 anytime you need to talk. You're listening to Radio Susie One on the World Wide Web. And now, here she is, Dr. Susan Block. Brothers and sisters, lovers and sinners, artists and exhibitionists, voyeurs and connoisseurs, ethical sluts, and Elvis lovers. Yes, indeed, brothers and sisters, all you children of sex, and we are all children of sex. Whether we think we're children of God or Jesus or Allah or Buddha, Adonai, Brahma, Ramadana, or whatever, one thing we do know, we are all children of sex. Mm. Uh, maybe it came out of the Garden of Eden. Maybe it came from an egg or a chicken, whichever first, you know, uh, sperm. Mm. But one thing we do know is it's sex with a capital X. Can I hear an amen? Can I hear amen. an A women? A women. All right. I want to welcome you to the Dr. Susan Block Show, broadcasting live from the Garden of Eden with mm, my animal, my familiar, Snake Eve. Mm-hmm. And we are getting in touch with our animal natures tonight. Our ethical natures, our slutty natures, our Elvis natures. <laughs> Shake those hips. Mm-hmm. And uh, my guest tonight, my featured guest, my first guest is a very, very special woman who I haven't seen in a long time. And so I'm really excited to see her, even if it's just on the screen. Janet Hardy, welcome to Dr. Susie TV. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me on. Welcome back. Yes, it's been almost 20 years now, I think. Absolutely, it has. We were in the Villa Piacere, now we're in the Villa Bonobo, and we're so happy to have you. Uh, of course, Janet, for those of you who have been living under a rock, 
is the co-author of Ethical Slut, The Ethical Slut, and I have two different copies from two different editions. I have the first edition, which is A Guide to Infinite Sexual Possibilities by Catherine A. List. And I have the new edition, second edition, which is A Practical Guide to Polyamory, Open Relationships, and Other Adventures uh, by Dossie Easton and Janet W. Hardy. And Janet W. Hardy, of course, is your, should we say, real name? My real name, yeah, the one on my birth certificate. <laughs> At the time that we did the first edition of The Ethical Slut, uh, my kids were still minors, so I wrote under a pen name, but now they are all grown up, so I don't have to. They're in the majors. Oh, yeah. Ethical sluts themselves, I hope. I hope so, too. <laughs> anyway, The Ethical Slut for those of you who just tuned in, is the classic, sex-positive, poly-friendly manifesto of the modern time, really. It's, uh, it's very much a practical guide and very much a philosophical guide. And, uh, and it's really inspired a lot of people, a lot of sluts, a lot of uh, authors, like myself, it certainly plays an important part in the bonobo way. Bonobos being, you know, sort of the quintessential ethical sluts. Yeah. By the way, I just want to insert that uh, Janet is going to be the keynote speaker next Saturday, July 25th at Sex Positive Worlds sexual health series kickoff redefining sexuality for the 21st century in UCLA's Northwest Campus Auditorium. So uh, get ye to UCLA ethical slut. If you feel like you are an ethical slut or you want to be Anyway, Janet is the ethical slut expert. So welcome again, Janet. Hello, hello. Yeah, where are you right now? I'm in Eugene, Oregon. And in my I'm, very warm office. This is your office. This A is writer, my office. publisher's office, right there. You need some sort of erotic painting on your wall, I think, or something. Yeah. Well, I. I have some, but they're not on this side of the room. They're over there. Gotcha. But I'm glad you pulled it down a little so you have less headroom. That's good. That's good. Yes. I wear hats to keep from having headroom. So I'm, I, you know, when I first interviewed you, it was with your co-author, Dossie Easton. How is Dossie? Right. In Los Angeles. Uh, she's well. She had uh, major surgery on her back earlier this year, so she's still in recovery. But she's recovering really nicely. Yeah. Wow. Surgery on her back. I hope that didn't come from being an ethical slut. I don't think so. I don't think that she did anything to her back being a slut. I think she did a lot to her back driving to and from uh, the hills of Moran County. Probably. <laughs> but I bet that being an ethical slut will help her to heal. Oh, it certainly has. Um, 
her aftercare team because it was really very major surgery and she needed people with her. Yes. Um, they were all lovers and ex-lovers and lovers' lovers who all teamed up so that she had 24-7 care uh, while she was recovering from the surgery. It was beautiful. Absolutely. It's a, it's a wonderful thing to have a community of lovers. You know, a community of fellow ethical sluts, you know, when you're in good times and bad, to celebrate and to get through the tough times. Exactly. So you wrote this book, this version, which is pretty much the same. I mean, there's some updates. I reread it. It's still um, great. It, it's actually fairly extensively updated. Um, we rearranged it. We added a few new sections we added exercises. We, you know, we, we didn't want it to be just um, a, right. a few additions to the old. We wanted it to be something worth buying again. And I think we, we succeeded in that. Oh, yeah. It definitely... I, I, I'm glad to have both copies, you know. Absolutely. But I, I, I mean, I, I have to admit, I didn't have a chance to read both editions and compare them. I just read the yeah. new one. But, uh, but, yeah, I love, first of all, the definition of a slut because it's a word that has a lot of emotion to it so it we should we should define our terms uh and well, I, I i believe the the definition we used in the book we actually swiped from a paper dossie did uh in undergraduate school um and the definition is someone who believes that sex is nice and pleasure is good for you yes and you do say a person of any gender, so, Absolutely. you know, let's include everyone right there, you know. And Dossie and I both kind of learned our sluthood from our gay men friends because gay men are so often really good ethical sluts, and that's where we both came of age was among gay men. And so you, that's a very strong influence in our work. Yes, yes. Gay men, you know, have a, a free flow in a way. Um, of, of yeah. hot sluttery and have dealt with the ups and the downs, the extreme ups and downs of, uh, of sexual sluttery, you know? Exactly so. So uh, how would you define yourself? Do you define yourself as um, poly, gay, bi, straight? Um, complicated, but who isn't? Um, let's see. I, I'm... Um, Genderqueer, uh, I, I guess most people would call me bi. Uh, I'm married to a bi man who is also genderqueer. Uh, I'm not actively poly right now, but it's still on the table. It's still definitely part of our relationship agreements. Um, and I'm sort of living a fairly low-key life at this point. Uh, moved up here to Oregon a few years ago. And still getting to know the local community and meeting people. So... The poly thing will probably come back up for me at some point, but so far I haven't been in a big rush. Well, it's you're coming down nice to La La Land. What's that? I said you're coming down to La La Land, L.A. Right. Well, I think we have our own La La Land here in Eugene. Well, actually, LA is a different kind. You do, you do. It's true. Uh, you've got maybe even more action. I mean, per capita, I think there's a lot of poly action in there is Oregon. In Eugene. Yeah, in Eugene and in Portland and in the woods, you know, it's 
it's kind of, it's, it's almost also part of the eco-sexuality movement, you know? It is. It, the, the, it's, it, you know, this is an old hippie town, and the free love influence is still definitely here. If you go yes. out, uh, out of town into the woods a little bit, you don't have to go very far before you find people still doing communal living and things of that nature. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's a very easy town to be a slut in. Yeah, so uh, so we find that we're talking more and more to people in Portland, and uh, let's see, Chelsea goes back to for- and forth to Portland all the time, and um, Serena Anderlini was just in Portland, Lindsay Hageman, who uh, co-authored Ecosexuality, um, is in Portland. But back to the ethical slut, and one thing I love about it is how at a time when being called a slut, I guess, in the 1990s, you know, was, was really rough. I mean, it still yeah. can be rough, you know. It still can, absolutely. It still, still can. Particularly for younger women, it can be really a bullying kind of a word. Yeah, like, like for instance, when Rush Limbaugh called Georgetown law student Sandra Fluke a slut, yeah. you know, for wanting her health provider to, to take care of birth control. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, he meant it in a very political way and kind of in a personal way. But, you know, it actually probably hurt him more than her, you see, because now we're in we the 2000s. It's not like he's lily white pure himself, is it? Oh, my um, God. He's an unethical <laughs> slut. <laughs> yeah. yep. Yes, we'll talk uh, more about those but, in a bit. Yeah. But in terms of ethical <laughs> yeah, sluts... I, I, Yes. I have heard it argued that nobody should ever call anybody a slut because it has this painful history attached to it. But my feeling mm. is that if if we really thought it was a good thing to have lots of sex, um, that it wouldn't be an insult to call someone a slut. And since I do think it's a good thing to have a lot of sex, if that's what you want to do, then uh, to me it sounds like a great thing to be called. Well, uh, yes. I, I, yes, I, I Captain Max. I'm sorry, you started to say something about the definition of a slut. Because I'm 72 years old, so I've been through all the sluttiness that uh, anyone could imagine. So what is the modern new sexual revolution um, meaning of slut? Well, well the, let me find a quote for you. Yeah, thank you. Thank you, Susie, you can do it. Uh, well, I mean, you know, a slut is a person of any gender who celebrates sexuality according to the radical proposition that sex is nice and pleasure is good for you. We are proud to reclaim the word slut as a term of approval, even endearment. Mm -hmm. As proud sluts, we believe that sex and sexual love are fundamental forces for good, activities with the potential to strengthen intimate bonds, enhance lives, open spiritual awareness, even change the world. So I just want to also say that I looked it up on the Internet, and according to the British definition of slut, it is a slovenly woman. Yes. <laughs> a slovenly woman. And then there's another one, a saucy girl, which is a lot better. Okay. And then there is, uh, I guess, just promiscuous, which isn't bad, really, if you go by the 
Chris Ryan's Sex at Dawn definition of promiscuity as meaning simply mixed, not necessarily indiscriminate. Even if it's indiscriminate, I mean, there, there, there are things to be learned by having sex without a lot of emotional connection. Um, just having sex for sex's sake. Yeah. Nothing, yeah. Wrong, nothing wrong with that. Uh, you know, mm. the, the bonobos, uh, I don't think they insist on a marriage contract. They mm, have sex no. because it feels good. True, but mm. I don't say that's indiscriminate. I mean, indiscriminate uh, is kind of like who cares who it's with. And I think we all want some kind of connection, even if it's purely physical. We okay. You know, and that's all. I guess, I guess a lot of people think of a slut as like, she doesn't care. Who she, she could be with anyone. But really, there is some, some caring, even if it's just to experiment and explore and try something new. And the same with the bonobos. And I'm so glad you brought up the bonobos. <laughs> because, yeah, they are, uh, of course, the quintessential ethical sluts. And, you know, I mean, ethics... I don't know. I don't think that they come with civilization and religion and government. Uh, I think they come, part of them at least, comes uh, with being in touch with our animal nature because being good feels good. And I think your book brings that out. So we're seeing more and more research into the, the ability of many animals, not just primates, to mm-hmm. have empathetic feelings, to want the people or the animals they care about to feel good. Yes, you know, we, We've Evie. seen things with rats who set aside food for another rat that they know doesn't have any food, things of that nature. Um, so it, it seems as though, you know, if, if the fundamental ethics of ethical sluthood is empathy, which I think it is, um, then I think a lot of animals have the potential to be ethical sluts. Absolutely. Bonobos are just the closest to us, but Absolutely. certainly Evie can be em- empathetic. Mm, but when she, sure she yes, she can. Uh, so, Max, how was that? What definition do you like? No, I, I mean I like all those definitions. I, I of course grew up being a slut, and uh, <laughs> yes, and an yeah, ethical one, uh, and, and an ethical one, uh, sort of ethical. Uh, but there is something interesting in Italy, uh, in the small village. A slut is not only someone that kind of sleeps around, is promiscuous, and so forth. But it is anyone who talks about other people or um, or gossips about mm. people. They're Somebody considered, yeah, huh. they're considered like sluts, you know, because they're they're putting everything out there oh. and uh, putting you know, everything out there, right? And uh, you know, basically defaming others in the. Uh, in the little communities of, uh, of Italy. But, I, you know, I grew up, I grew up uh, in the theater uh, in the 50s in Italy after the war. And, of course, I hung out with hookers, and I went down to the local parks where the, all, the, all the transgenders were and all of the, you know, and it was really... Uh, so I grew up with it. So uh, I'm very comfortable with being called just about any name. Mm. <laughs> And, of course, when you grew up, Elvis was a, a major slut. Uh, and, of, co- of course, there was Elvis, who was sh- uh, shaking his uh, pelvis. Yes. And um, uh, he was considered pretty much a major slut, actually. Uh, Not always <clears throat> so ethical. Huh? 
Well, I mean, there's this whole tell-all book out about him now that says he wasn't always so ethical, but... So ethical? No, well, you know, I mean, yeah. ethical. So, Who's ethical? Uh, well, some people are ethical yeah. sluts. That's what the yeah, book's yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. We should try to be ethical sluts. Yeah, no, I, I agree with that. Right, you know? right. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, let's talk about that. I mean, um, are, are people becoming more ethical about their sluttery or sluttishness? Uh, yeah. I, I think so. I, I, I do. Um, I think as the idea of ethical sluthood, uh, of polyamory, of open relationships, of all these associated ideas uh, becomes more popular, people don't feel like they have to hide as much. Mm, right. And because they don't feel like they have to hide, they feel like they can be honest um, with the people they care about, about what's going on. So there's not as much cheating. There's not as much underhandedness and not as much shame. Shame. Mm-hmm. Shame leads to bad behavior. Um, so, I, yeah, I, I do think that sluthood is getting more ethical. Yeah. And, I mean, when, when we have marriage equality in all of the land, that's, that's a statement that makes yeah. a lot of people feel comfortable with their sexuality and uh, more likely to admit that... Uh, you know, they are gay or bi or queer or poly. It's all a little more acceptable. It, it totally is, yeah. I, my concern about marriage equality is that it's going to um, inflict monogamy-type ethics on uh, gay people uh, the way it has for hetero people all along. Uh. Uh, and, you know, I think we... From what I'm hearing from my gay friends, we're, we're seeing some of that, that uh, these sort of monogamy-centrist values are becoming a lot more common uh, among mm. gay men and lesbians, which I, I wish they weren't, but it may just be a phase that we have to go through. And I think it goes both ways, you know. There's a gay influence on marriage. It's yeah. becoming a little more open now. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of going both ways. There's a... Open communication between the right and the left, whether we like it or not, on these subjects. Because our sexuality, we, we all feel it. We all, we all have to deal with it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you think there's more ethical sluttery than cheating, uh, you know, since you published the first ethical slut versus... Well, I don't think there's necessarily more, uh, but I think the, the ratio has gotten better. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. You know, more people who are feeling the desire to cheat now know that opening up a relationship in a consensual way is a possibility. Yeah. And so they, they are looking at that as a possibility. They're going out and buying the book and, and figuring out how to do it. Okay. So both we've got sluts becoming more ethical because, mm-hmm. of course, you can't hide anymore. It's harder to hide. That's one other element is hiding yeah. is more difficult, so it's, it behooves people to be more honest than in Elvis's day, I suppose. Yes. Uh, yes, and then there's also good ethical people are becoming more slutty. Because yes. even if we can control ourselves, you know, hey, if we really feel, hey, there's nothing wrong with this, and you know what, it might be actually a little good for my relationship, uh, my marriage, to infuse other people's erotic energy you know, in whatever way you, you do that. Uh, what's, what's, what's lovely is that a lot of people who are doing open relationships and poly and sluthood are doing it visibly. You know, there's television programs and 
you know, your show and books and uh, all sorts of things. So there are role models now, which there never were before. Um, yeah. At the time that we wrote the first edition back in 1997, um, there was nothing, you, you know, you, you couldn't find out anything about how to do this. If you were trying to do it, you were sort of on your own. Well, um, you could now, learn how to shake your hips by watching Elvis. Yeah, yeah I mean, sure. you could learn a lot from watching, you know, the, the celebrities. Hey, speaking of celebrities, are there any ethical slut celebrities? Um, um, Tilda Swinton has yeah. uh, come out as having been with two men, uh, two male partners. Uh, and they kind well, of sort of live together in two different houses, but they they share so, yeah. a lot of things other than sex. They seem to share right, a, a household. That's correct. Yeah. Sort of a classic poly setup. Uh, I, I think Will and Jada Pinkett Smith have uh, oh, spoken yeah. about being in an open relationship. Open. Um, More than poly. Monique has spoken about being poly. Mm-hmm. You know, there, there's, there's a few. It's not the kiss of death that it once was. Yeah, yeah. It's it's out there. It definitely is. I hope to live to see a poly president someday. Well, yeah, I guess guess our our wonderful dickhead here doesn't qualify as poly, even though he somehow survived his presidency with his two women. And uh, I'm talking about Bill Clinton, of course. Um, Yes. I mean, simply, you know, traveling that road uh, in public, it, it, it opened up some things, I, I think. Yeah. It, it made a lot of people think, you know, if she's okay with it, meaning Hillary, then yeah. what's wrong with it? You yeah. know, a lot of people did open up that conversation because of Bill. That and um, a- after it came out in the news about Newt, Gr- Newt Gingrich having asked his wife for an open relationship, yes. we did more interviews in the week or two after that than I think we've ever done. Uh, yeah, just because it really opened dialogue about open relationships. And you can see it happens on the right and the left. Sure. <laughs> yeah. So your talk next Saturday with Sex Positive LA is redefining sexuality for the 21st century. Uh, what does that mean to you? Well, uh, I, I will be moderating a panel of other sex educators and sex experts. And so heaven only knows which way the dialogue will go. But my basic take on it is that the longer I spend being a writer and an educator about sex, the less I know about what sex is and isn't. Uh, increasingly, I feel like you can't set sex apart from everything else. Sex sort of flows through everything we do. Um, and so when you talk about, I was, I was just reading a piece today, a, a lovely piece about the ways that you can love somebody in your life without having sex with them. Mm-hmm. And while it was a lovely piece and I adored it, it was also in my head that how do you know you're not having sex with them? If you're hugging or if you're having an intimate conversation mm. or... If you're loving someone, just because your genitals aren't touching doesn't mean it isn't a kind of sex. Yes, um, yes. That's, that's kind of where I'm at these days is trying to blur the boundaries or trying to show how blurred the boundaries are between sex and not sex, between men and women, between um, love and not love. All of those boundaries are very gray. And so that will probably mm-hmm. be what I want to talk about. 
about have another inspiration between now and Saturday. Blurring the ba- boundaries of sex, of what is sex. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're already blurry, really. It's yes. just we create these boundaries. Um, and yet, you know, we got to have boundaries, you know. You got to have our well, space, yeah, you, have you know, the, con- but, uh, the, the boundary of consent is in- extremely important and uh, it gets more important the more of a slut you are. <laughs> and uh, yeah, when I go to the dentist, um, one of the ways I get through difficult dental appointments is to sit in the dentist's chair and fantasize while she's working on my teeth um, because that's distracting enough that I don't notice what she's doing. Um and I was pondering the other day, am I having sex with my dentist? Um, and if so, is it consensual? <laughs> that, that's the kind of question. It's torture, that that's for sure. It's definitely torture. I guess it is <laughs> consensual because you agreed to sit down and, and, and get... And pay for it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's actually a professional job there, yeah. Yeah, now speaking of sex work, I mean, yeah. is that a form of ethical sluttery? And by the way, I want to say to my bar, if you guys, if any of you have any questions about being an ethical (coughs) slut, because you're all sluts, you might as well be ethical, right? I mean, or uh, if you have a question and you want to come up to the mic, uh, Chelsea or Biz or Trixie or whoever, I don't know who's out there really. But uh, anyway, so, um, so, so yeah, so where were we now? Um, Yeah. Jealousy. What about jealousy? How do people deal? How do people turn jealousy into compersion, which is a kind of poly ethical sluttery term for uh, being okay with it, being happy for it, being like, yeah, I'm happy that my uh, my lover is enjoying him or herself. I sometimes hear poly people say that compersion is the opposite of jealousy, and I don't think it is. Because I think mm-hmm. it's possible to feel jealous and conversion at the same time. Yes. Um, I think, you know, you can have that nasty, niggly, little jealous feeling in the pit of your stomach at the same time as you're feeling happy for your partner who's having a marvelous time. Um, so I, the trick to jealousy is to understand that you can't fix it by asking someone else to change their behavior. Um, and if you could, that would be you know, so, so disempowering to you because it puts you out of control. Jealousy gets fixed inside yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, I got to ask I, my like, crew back there to turn themselves down. I think I hear you in my headphones. Do other people hear the crew or whatever that is, right? I'm not hearing them here. Right? I hear them in my headphones. So this is non-consensual oral well, I mean, if you really, really stretch your definition of sex, I suppose we could call it sex. Test, test. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Thank you. All right. So, yeah, because, you know, this is important stuff, this jealousy stuff, huh? You know, how to, how to grapple with that. And I, I totally agree that, you know, if you don't feel any jealousy at all, you probably wouldn't feel compersion because you kind of wouldn't care, right? Which is possible and okay not to care, you know, to, to be in that kind of ethical slut state. But to feel that compersion of really, yes, I feel good that the person I love is really having a good time and going to bring it home eventually, somehow, uh, then, you know, that compersion can come forth with that tiny shred of jealous anxiety that, you know, maybe they won't come home. 
Uh, so when they do, it's really exciting. Mm. You know? Yeah, so cool. So Chelsea, you are here. Would you you're a, you're a slut and I believe you're ethical. I think yes, you're trying to be I ethical. It wasn't always What? She just fell off. Mike help, need Mike help. Okay. So there she goes. Thank you. Okay. Um, oh, no, testing. No. Testing. Testing. We are okay. testing our testing. It's just really nice to meet you, Janet Hardy. And um, I have to say that as a teenager, I was kind of a natural, a natural slut and instigated different. I lived on a commune. But uh, many years later, when I was married with children, I'd often find my husbands were very possessive. And so I would end up sneaking and uh, having some sex behind their backs. And and, and it wasn't until I met a friend, uh, I just want to give him a shout out. He's uh, Jonathan Corman in San Francisco. And uh, he said to me, now, you're going to talk to your husband about this, aren't you? And I, I said, what? <laughs> and he said, yeah, <laughs> that's the sophisticated thing to do. You know, and he's sophisticated, just the ultra, yeah. you know, whatever kind of thing. So I said, all right. And uh, I got the book and uh, got a divorce. <laughs> but still... <laughs> Yeah, but it sometimes it does you got the ethical <laughs> slut book, <laughs> right? The ethical yeah. slut book. All right. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, so there's a the there's a testimonial the for you right one. there. So, and Jonathan, uh, sending love. He's yeah. we should collect uh, ethical slut toy, caused so. my divorce <laughs> testimonials. What? Oh, yeah. <laughs> so we should collect the ethical slut ca caused my divorce testimonials. <laughs> but there yeah. are some. Yeah. Well, you know, it it causes some honesty, which either yeah, brings exactly. you closer together or breaks you up. You know. One way Some or the other. Some relationships need to move on. Um, and that doesn't mean you can't have a different kind of a relationship. You might be, wind up being friends or, or even lovers later on. But uh, if something isn't working, then you either have to renegotiate it or change it. Um, yeah. And yes. If the book is, uh, is part of helping someone do that, then I think we've done a good job. Well, you have, and it has certainly helped Chelsea <laughs> and me. Uh, and uh, so, group sex. Love yes. the subject. Yes. I love the way you describe it as a fundamentally radical political act to deprivatize sex. Because yes. it's another way in which the bonobos are the quintessential ethical sluts and orgiasses. They have sex with other people around. Uh, other bonobos, that is. Yes. Mm -hmm. And sometimes people, too. Um, oh, yeah. Well, you know. I, I really do think it's hurtful to us that most people have never seen anybody else have sex. Uh, how can you possibly have a sense of rightness about yourself if all you've ever seen is, you know, no, nothing against porn, I think. Porn has its place, but... Porn is not sex. Yeah, um, it's it's sex made into entertainment. Um, you know, once you've put on the makeup and done the editing and so on, it's wildly unrealistic. Um, and so most people don't even see other people naked, much less having sex. And mm. I think it's it's hugely harmful. Yes, I think the the visual of other people having sex does help us feel normal helps us feel yes. you know it's it's that presence and the smell and the sounds and all of it is uh is very invigorating um you know whether you're monogamous or you're polyamorous just being in 
what we call a sex party or an orgy uh, is, uh, is something everyone should experience in some form or another. And then there are some of these things that don't involve uh, intercourse, you know. And, of course, bonobos are great outer course um, professionals. Uh, they yes. love outer course. Uh, but, you know, if you're afraid of the intercourse, go to a cuddle party, you know, and you could experience I that. I did, um, as a fundraiser one year, I did the uh, San Francisco Sex Information Masturbatathon, mm -hmm. which is a group masturbation event. Um, and it was immensely freeing. Uh, I went just because my spouse was working the door and I was bored. Um, but I wound up having so much better a time than I thought I would. So Whoa. slut shaming, slut shaming. Let's talk about that for a minute. Because we talked about, you know, Republicans like Rush Limbaugh's slut shaming. And that's kind of easy to talk about. But sometimes there's slut shaming among fellow sluts. Yes, there is. And what do we do about that? Us, the slut community? Um, call it when we see it, of course. A lot of the time, you know, none of us is impervious to sex negative messages. We all grew up in a deeply sex negative world. And sometimes that bites us on the ass without our knowledge, without our conscious awareness. And so sometimes all we have to do is say, Are you do you realize that that's a really slut shamey thing you just said? Mm -hmm. And they can think about it and go, oh, golly, yeah, I guess it is. Um, other times, we have to stand up for our own boundaries. Um, mm. it's, right it's not always fun to be a slut. And you just have to be prepared to dig your little heels in and say, no, you don't get to say this to me. Uh-huh. And even if they do say it, because, of course, you know, on the Internet, people can say a lot of things. You know, you, you, you have to either combat it with your own words or pictures or, you know, turn off your Internet. Uh, yeah. yeah, there's or, yeah. Or just get good. My, my friend Patrick says other people's opinion of me is no is not none of my business. <laughs> um, you just yeah. kind of have to get there, which I, I think one of the things I like about growing older is it, it's a lot easier to not worry about what other people think about me. Mm. than it was when I was yeah. younger. Now, there's so many different points of, of controversy in sluttery. I mean, one yes. point, of course, is, uh, you know, the polyamory, the opening of the relationship. Um, I mean, some people could say another point is certain sexual acts, like BDSM or anal sex or, you know, transgenderism. Uh, um, and some people would also, you know, here's where there's some slut shaming, I think, is... Uh, within the slut community is that some people are really for sex work and some people are very much against, yeah. you know, certain kinds of sex work. Uh, and uh, it's, it, it can cause a lot of shaming. Well, I, I think uh, that the uh, sex, uh, uh, quote-unquote, uh, work industry, uh, which I've been in for many, many years, uh, is like the Republicans and the Democrats, uh, meaning that they uh, shame each other. So the polyamorous yeah. mm. people don't like the swingers because the swingers, yeah. you know, and there's that whole thing going on within the business, which uh, as a sexualist and uh, as someone who has been fighting for these things for many years, I, I really kind of disappoints me. Uh, we've gone so far 
and yet we're still judging each other in these communities. Well, we do, and we have to hash yeah. it out sometimes. I mean, for instance, uh, you know, on Polly Superstar's sex culture revolutionary group, she posted, should I interview Dennis Hoff, uh, you know, who's the head of the Bunny Ranch, which is, of course, a legal brothel. And a lot of people thought he shouldn't, and I think uh, she shouldn't, and I think it wound up that the people who thought she should uh, prevailed. But I was amazed that people thought she shouldn't even interview him. Uh, yeah. You know, strange too. It was like this poo-poo attitude, right? No? Uh, it's just you know, some people, a peop, different types of sluts are open often to their own turn-on. You know, it's like their own thing is a turn-on, and then other somebody else's thing they might think of as wrong, and they don't see the benefit of that thing in a more global way. And one thing that's great about the ethical slut is it, is it does approach the whole global question of sluttery. It, it takes this on as, you know, something, you know, in terms of learning about your sex and your emotions, but also as a political act. Uh, and and to, to keep that in mind in terms of, you know, people's right to speak and, and right to do what they do as long as it's consensual. Uh, yeah, so, uh, but so, because sometimes people forget about that and they just like really slut shame a different type of slut. I think yep. one of the forms of slut shaming we're seeing a lot these days is um, a real contempt for heterosexual male sexuality. And I think that's part of what we see coming through when mm. we hear anti sex work uh, mm-hmm. kind of th- kinds of talk. Well, uh, because yeah. sex workers, for the most part, uh, they serve the straight male customer. Um, and there's a, there's a real disdain for straight male sexuality that disturbs me. Wow. Well, I'm glad that you said that. Mm. Yeah, me too. And I've Thank been you. experiencing that lately in a way, in an odd way, because I wrote a piece about Bill Cosby's sleep fetish. Of course, yes. I said it's rape and it's wrong. It's non-consensual. It's wrong, you know, nobody do this, stop, stop, yes. you know. But let's figure out what's going on. Why did he do this? Maybe because he was ashamed of his sleep fetish and thought the only way he could do it was consensual. I wish he'd consulted a therapist instead of the police. Well, you know, I got a lot of fans, fortunately, but there were a few people who said, how could you possibly say that there's any excuse? I said, it's not an excuse. And no, they were kind of slut-shaming me as someone who would even come up with a reason that a rapist would rape. I that's, said, wouldn't yeah, you, wouldn't you want to come up with a reason that a murderer would murder? Well, yes, but this is rape. Well, I think it's because of its being sex as opposed to murder, which is a lot worse, but not as uh, emotional that people have a hard time being open-minded. People get triggered, and I understand that. Um, and I've, yeah. I've been called all those names, too, for, for saying similar things. Um, and I, I don't blame people who have perhaps been sexually assaulted for yes. getting emotionally triggered. Of course. But it can be very difficult to talk to people when they're like that because, by definition, they're not rational. Um, and we so, do need to have a rational conversation about male sexuality, you know, yeah. just like we need to have it about female sexuality and about transgender sexuality. 
But but yeah, uh, I mean, there's there's what's a, wrong with my male sexuality? Your man. male sexuality is perfect, honey. Uh, thank you. No, darling. but thank you know, you. I mean, let's just say when like that Santa Barbara killer, whose name I forget, yes. fortunately, because I don't want to make him famous, but yes. he railed against sluts. <clears throat> Right. Yes. He didn't know about ethical sluts, <laughs> but and I don't mean to laugh. I mean, he it was it was just so disgusting that he had this Hollywood trained sense of how to get his message across. And his message was was a wake up call in a way that, you know, we we need to um, educate men about ethical sluttery. Yeah. And women. <laughs> So many men are, straight men especially, are in such pain. Um, and then they, if they don't get somebody to listen, uh, it can go that way. It can turn into rage and violence, um, which does not in any way excuse the violence. But that's the underpinnings. When, when we make them not okay for wanting what they want, oh yeah, um, then there's no, no place for them to go with that. Well, there are places for them to go. Uh, you know, they got to go read this book, Ethical Slut, and, yeah. uh, and, you know, look at the bonobos. The bonobos are setting up a new paradigm. I mean, we've always thought that we're, you know, kind of irrevocably violent and patriarchal uh, because of the common chimps and the baboons, the killer ape paradigm. And the bonobos show us that, uh, you know, there's another way. They're equally close. They're polyamorous. They're female empowered and uh, and very sexual. And they've never been seen killing each other in the wilder captivity. So they do kind of, you know, give us a little inspiration that we can be ethical sluts. They do indeed. I've got a lovely picture book. I'm sure you have it too. Yeah. So, uh, wow, we're, we're kind of running out of time. Biz, you're here. Yeah. You are an ethical test, slut, test. of course. Oh, well, Testify. Yes. I, I believe that was why uh, one of the criteria of being hired here is being an ethical <laughs> slut. Yes, absolutely. And I have the greatest tutelage. So it's, it's fantastic for that purpose. And really the bonobo way is one way that it does empower uh, a, an otherwise a straight approach to sex. We encourage that kind of a thing. And, you know, I think that the sex industry has not been as, you know... It, it is based on originally the straight man. We started there, and we can always go back there because they're always <laughs> going to have needs. Because they're horny. They are. But and we've only got three minutes. Well, we celebrate. We celebrate okay. guys around here, even though we we've do. Got and so four I, girls on right now. Very, yeah. very poignant. Speaking Ms. of Hardy. which, we're going to have a guy soon. Uh, Smokey is right? going to join us. Uh, and we encourage Elvis him. tribute artist. We're going to talk Yay. about Elvis's ethical sluttery. Thank you so much, Janet Hardy, author very of welcome. the Ethical Slut Fabulous Thank Manifesto. So and, uh, when is uh, when is the uh, when is the UCLA? Saturday? This coming Saturday. Saturday. The twenty uh fifth. -huh. Uh, we might have some of the people over on the show later. Yeah, yeah. It's going to be at yeah. UCLA. It's sex positive LA. It's all over our Facebook and 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 Janet's. So uh, so yeah. See you all there. And and we might have Orpheus Black Orpheus on that Black. night. Anyway, he's doing a. He's, uh, and our friend Doctor Hernando way. Chavez. Shout out to him. Uh, yes. Yeah. All right. Thank you right. so much, Thank Janet. You. The bonobos. Have fun with Elvis. We'll see you, you later. Okay. See you later. We love you. Good night. Bye -bye. Yeah. Bye -bye. Talk to you later. Thanks. Mwah. Pleasure. Mwah. All right. All right. 
And so uh, that's Janet Hardy, author, co-author of The Ethical Slut. And uh, we're going to have Elvis in just a moment. That's why we call this show Ethical Sluts and Elvis. So don't come yet and don't go away. We'll be right back. Hi, I'm Dr. Susan Block, and I've just written a new book called The Bonobo Way, inspired by my love for the make-love-not-war great apes. You know, the ones who have a lot of sex in a bonobo sutra of positions, including face-to-face. But it's not just how bonobos have sex. It's how they use sex to prevent murder and war, really. They're the only great apes that have never been seen killing each other. They practice what I call peace through pleasure, with the females gently dominating the very happy, very sexually satisfied males. Bonobos are special, partly because they just are, and partly because they're very, very close to us, almost 99% genetically similar to us. When it comes to being human, even being humane, bonobos can teach us so much Which brings me to us, and more specifically, to you. Is your inner bonobo longing to swing free? Would you like to tap into the hot, natural sex energy within you? Bet you would. So you can better enjoy the pleasures in life and cope with the pain. You know, the pain. And have more orgasmic, organic, sustainable sex. Who doesn't want that? Greater lust greater trust, and better anger management. And who couldn't use a little bit of that these days? So get the book, Learn the Bonobo Way. You'll be glad you did. Then you'll want to join Bonoboville, a new global village for bonobo lovers and friends. And one last thing. The real bonobos are highly endangered, so a portion of all book sales go to bonobo conservation groups working to save the wild bonobos from extinction. Read The Bonobo Way and learn why this could be the most important eco-sexual movement of our times. And improve your love life. never been on a Sibian before? No, I've never been on one before. Okay. Now you are ready to ascend the throne. Mr. Tracy, you are going to ride God's machine. (laughs) Put one leg right here, put the other right here, and just position yourself comfortably. Put your clit right here. Okay, so here she goes. Uh Uh-oh. She's mounting the Sibian. Have you ever ridden the Sibian, by the way? Oh, I have. Many a time. My favorite horse to ride. Have Sibian yoga and experience it to the fullest. Uh, oh. Go for the G spot, go for the clit, go for whatever works. Some women come from their nipples. 
Live on DrSusie.tv from the Woo Room in Bonoboville. Ride 'em, cowboy! Take a deep breath, so deep breath. Now relax. Plus fort, plus fort. We never get tired of watching a pretty girl on the Sibian celebrating masturbation month. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Ding, ding, dong. Princesse, en français. Oui, oui. Thank you, Dr. Susan Block. You're a wonderful human being. You're a wonderful human being, Dr. Susan Block. Thank you. And I think that was an orgasm. I think we have orgasm, Houston, and let's have a hand. We have liftoff. We have liftoff. Okay. 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 How was it? What's your report? Oh, my vagina is so tingly right now. It feels like pop rocks. I'm just gonna take this home. Take it. That thing is bigger than your little body. That is the best product endorsement I've ever seen. Can I leave now? Like, I'm ready. I'm. Come on. Where's the husband? You got the simian. You don't need the husband. Don't let her fall oh. over. Turn it down. Whoa. Whoa. Hey, darling girl. I love you. I love you. That's my girl. You're listening to Radio City One on World Wide Web. Thank you, thank you. So, brothers and sisters, I am channeling Elvis. Mm. We are channeling Elvis. Mm -hmm. So, hunka hunka microphone, turn on her mic. <laughs> 
Yeah, turn on that mic, please. Turn on the mic. Yeah. Uh, turn yeah. on the mic. I have here with turn me. Turn on the mics. Trixie Plenty. No, I don't. I don't have her oh. with me. I have oh, Elizabeth. There's plenty of Trixie yeah. going on. Aston. A whole lot of Trixie going on. And oh. Chelsea Bonobo. Hey. <laughs> and <laughs> Trixie, say something. No, no. Can't okay on switch. <laughs> We've got to turn her on. So first. handy, hey there. It's a basic oh. aspect basic. of broadcasting. You know, turn you it know. on. I know how to turn it on. It's also yeah. a basic aspect you know. of the sluttery. Being an With ethical flick of the wrist. Turn things so on. tonight's Dr. Susan Block show broadcasting live from Bonoboville <laughs> is. Ethical sluts and Elvis. Elvis. I'm totally an ethical slut, Dr. Susie. Yeah? Yeah. Oh. I have morals and shit when I'm being a slut. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm talking about <laughs> it. Yeah. Down yeah. I, I, I ha you, have, uh, you have reservations. You know, you I make don't let girls lick the tip until the second date because I have standards. Ooh. <laughs> Are you talking about the tip of your enjoyous? Uh, the dildo? tip of my enjoyous, the tip of my clit, the tip of the tip. The tip of the tip. Okay. Tip -top. Well, we're just reaching the tip of the iceberg, and here's my microphone. Okay. So, uh, we're about to hit the iceberg. Whoa. Speaking of tips. Oh, well. Okay. Never mind. Okay. So, uh,. So, yeah, we just had Janet Hardy, who gave us lots of tips on being an ethical slut. And, uh, and we're about to enter the world of Elvis, who was a slut, you know, for sure. Elvis I mean, was like a mega slut. Not exactly always ethical. <laughs> At least certainly, well, I mean, according to Priscilla. And, yeah, um, everybody else. I mean, <laughs> basically. Does anybody but knows? hard to be a rock star. Sure, yeah. Fucking, how well, many baby mamas does Elvis Nowadays, have? it's different, you know. I mean, well, I mean, yeah. I mean, Priscilla was pretty young. But he didn't marry her until she was 25. And right. then they stopped having sex. No, I mean, after... Well, she <laughs> he was quoted as saying, you don't bring a sandwich to a banquet regarding her when it came to his own sluttery. He, uh -huh. had, he had his own ethical... Crossroads, I think, when it came to actually accepting that he had a wife, and he wanted to come to the banquet hungry. <laughs> he did. Yeah, he, he also said, he had to have a wife on tour. He that also makes said, no sense. <laughs> he also said, "Don't park your Cadillac in somebody else's lot." Uh. Yeah, but see, but bringing a sandwich space? to a banquet, especially if it's a potluck, is really a great idea. Actually, <laughs> you know, I mean, if it's a potluck, you want to bring a sandwich so that you can. Byos, right? right. <laughs> I think it's, he didn't want to share his sandwich. I think not. I don't you like know. just sharing anyway, my sandwiches. Anyway, in those I have four this was the '50s, really, and the '60s, which was you know a sexual revolution underway. But and and uh, he made a lot of he got in with the drug part of it. Yeah, you know, he certainly. Did. He was with a lot of the things that he Sex, did. And, and the and biggest thing about Elvis to me that is, you know, ethical sluttery, you know, is the hips. He exactly. turned on so many young women, girls. He was twerking. I think he turned on. Twerking. He was twerking. Totally. Twerking <laughs> before <laughs> we oh. knew about twerking. <laughs> Belly dancing, right? Okay. That was Elvis. And... That was amazing that, uh, you know, he had the Ed Sullivan show kind of turned off 
I mean, I think Ed Sullivan turned it off. Wasn't that right, Max? Probably well, because yeah. he was turned on. Right. Or his daughter Secretly. was or something. Uh, actually, I was One at, of his uh, constituents. I was at my neighbor's house who had the first color TV, actually. And all the kids were all excited, and, and we were waiting for Elvis. And uh, the, her father came in and said, no, you know, um, wait a minute. And he actually called the state and says, do not show Elvis from the waist down. <laughs> yeah. Too many so he literally cut. Well, we twerked anyway. Hot, <laughs> you know? We can all yeah. tell he was twerking. Twerking. <laughs> well, we're going to see some twerking now. Uh, is this Brothers work? and sisters, because we mm -hmm. have um, a, a professional twerker. I um, need somebody to twerk for a Birkin. What is that? <laughs> twerking for a Birkin? Yes, I need a Birkin is to be a cover up of a pussy, right? A Birkin is a purse, a hundred thousand dollar purse. I need them to twerk like they want a hundred thousand dollar purse. Mm. I thought a Birkin was. Oh, that's a Merkin. Sorry, Merkin. Merkin. That's a vagina wig. A vagina wig. Right. Fucking love Merkins. Okay. I'm growing one myself. Don't be. Oh yeah, decommissioned over there. Like I want a Birkin. Growing my Merkin. All right. So we're gonna we're gonna get slutty. With uh, a few Elvis tunes, Ooh. so everybody kind of get comfortable. Ooh. Because okay, hang on, let me get right comfortable. now. I'm comfortable. <laughs> <laughs> Not that comfortable. <laughs> right now, live from Bonoboville on the Dr. Susan Block Show. It's Elvis Presley tribute artist Smokey Binion Jr. Yeah. Shake it, Smokey. Shake it. Twerk it, Smokey. Bring it. Bring it. Do do do. Woohoo! <laughs> yeah. Turn that volume up, Turn guys. Up. Turn up that volume. Damn, I want to feel this in my soul. Turn up the volume. Go, 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 go
Go Smokey, go, go. Go Smokey, go, go. Smokey, be good. Be good, Smokey. Look at that hip Smokey, He's trying to get somebody. Oh my God, that's good, Smokey. That is so good. Yeah, 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 yeah. Straighten out those chains. There you go. Oh, unzip. Oh no. Let's go down now. Is it burning through your soul, Doctor Susie? I'm getting hot myself. I see it heaving. <laughs> I see somebody's chest heaving over here. It ain't grieving. <laughs> it's been heaving. Twerk, Dr. Susie, twerk. Twerk, twerk. <laughs> I feel the spirit of Elvis. Is it burning in your soul? It is. Soles of my feet. Up to my head. Hunka, there it is. Hunka, 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 burning, smoking. Hunka, hunka, smoking, love. Hunka, hunka, smoking, love. Get it, Smokey. Get it. Go, Smokey. Go. Go, Smokey. Go. Go. A hunka, hunka, smoking, love. Smokey Binion Jr. Thank you very much. Treat me like a fool. I'll be like a fool. I'll be so cruel for you. Break my faithful heart. I'll break your heart. Step on it. I'll always love you. She will. I won't. Smoky. If you ever go, darling, I'll be old. Oh, so lonely. Like a puppy. I'll be sad and blue. Right over you, dear only. I would have been still. Just to be. Oh, yeah? 
got some backup vocals. Yeah. Get a girl. backup here. Get a girl. There's no way that you're gonna be that lucky. <laughs> On your knees. That's right. Down on your knees. That's how I like them. Get it, Smokey. Is the zipper gonna come down some more? Whoa! This is a slutty song. Twerk it, Smokey. Coming off. Yeah. Whoa! You got. I didn't even have to show blink. my tits. <laughs> blink, blink, blink. Woo! At a dollar. He is a hound dog. See, bring man. out the animal. You ain't nothing but a hound dog. Yeah, oh, yeah. Shake it, Smokey. Shake it. Oh, yeah. Papers, you yeah, know, you're hot, spitzing, huh? you know. Can a bitch get a breeze? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we need our fan. Breeze, a water, a Gatorade, maybe even a coconut water. Of course you are. Of course you are. 
This is an ethical slut song. Yes. Can't stop loving. You know, I have a problem loving ladies. I just can't stop loving them. The titties. Smokey has girls fawning at his feet. Yes, she can't I'm stop loving him. I am so lime green jello. I want oh. bitches at my feet just oh, fawning over me. As long as it's <laughs> not pudding jello. We all can take a little piece of Smokey. Oh, yeah. I can't stop loving you, Smokey. Got the power for the hour. Mm, I love it. To live in memory of such a long, lonely time. Get it, Smokey. Go, 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 go. Yeah. Well, it's useless, useless to say. Get it, Smokey. Get it, oh, Smokey. Smokey. Bring it home, Smokey. Oh, Smokey, Smokey, Smokey. We can't stop loving you. Woo! Yeah. In the building. Thank you. Well, that's the one for the money. Oh. Blue or I know I got shoes. pink high heels. I, I have black combat boots, but they're gonna be blue today. But we got shoes. <laughs> Smokey. I'll lay off your blue suede shoes, okay? Right. Yeah, you get off the blue suede shoes. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm you know, they're, they're suede. They're not Scotch Garden. I can step on those, though, right? Yeah, they're it's fine. Yeah. He's got beads for all the girls. Smokey, make them show them your boobies. Like, show, make them show their... Not you, Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> 
Sh- show your boobies for the poor man. Aww. He's giving you beads. Papa Ted. He's, wa- he's working hard. <laughs> if I like camp right <laughs> i feel like we should have a lighter or a joint who's got a joint we're gonna do bonobo vault communion <laughs> put those titties out smoky we love Take the movies yes all for the movies man oh. boobies don't Bitches fall. be tripping Falling can't help falling in love with you smoky Sounds like a national anthem. Me. Is this the national I anthem? Help help? It is. I can't help but fall in love with you. Woo! 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 Get it, Smokey. Get it. Drop the mic. Smokey Binion. That's the right. Elvis. Drop the mic. He did that artist. Shit. Live from Bonobo-ville on the Dr. Susan Block Show. Yeah. The greatest sexuality show on earth. Yeah, it is. Woo! You ain't here. You haven't had sex. Rock the band. Right? Can we get a pose off, Smokey? Like, give him some good ones. With the yeah. boobs out. Tits out, Smokey. Okay. Uh, Tits out. Are, are we done? Oh, wait, no. Yeah. Woo! Tits out. <laughs> Let's bring back that male sexuality like we were talking about, right? right? Gotta give it. Gotta give it to the yeah, ladies. Let's give it to the, that yeah, male but. sexuality there. Woo! I like female yeah. sexuality. Yeah. Elvis has entered our building. Oh, yes. Oh. Are you going to let him into your Elvis building? Are you going to let him park his Cadillac in your garage? The room. <laughs> Rocking the stage back. Indeed. Is that a hell if it's over? It's a hell. <laughs> There's no room for you, Smokey. You can sit at my feet, though. You're oh. sweaty. I don't want that in my lap. <laughs> you can sit at my feet. <laughs> You're the one who's trying right. to get on my stage. Thank you. Thank you. There you go. Thank you, Smokey <laughs> Binion Jr. for a, a fabulous performance. Talk into the microphone. Oh, it's deader than you. Yeah, you're right. It's true. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. It's a pleasure to he be here. He needs a water. Can somebody give this poor Smokey. Jen a water? And, uh, he just did a show of a lifetime. I would like to say uh, very quickly. Dehydrated. If it's okay with Dr. Susan, everybody, I'd like to say to all of you watching by way of uh, internet, TV, radio. TV r- internet, however, it was a pleasure to be here, and I hope I did a good enough job for everybody. And it was a pleasure being back here in Bonoboville. And thank you all very much. It's a pleasure to get to meet. Well, let's put our hands together and show Smokey what a pleasure it's been to have him. Yay, Smokey! Yay! Thank you very much. I'd like to thank all you guys taking the picture. Look, and we got you some water. Look, thank you very much. Thank you. Oh, and look how sweet you are getting right. So getting on his level. Well, precious. Did a. It's okay. You can can come and be on your knees over here too. I'll pet you. (laughs) (laughs) This could be arranged. Trixie. <laughs> but it hits a spot. Yeah. About to hot to death, man. You could pour it, it over your head spot, if you want Smokey. to. Yeah. Do what? Mm. <laughs> I mean, you, if you want to pour the water over your head. 
If somebody did, I think I'd give them a hug. I wouldn't give a damn who it was. <laughs> <laughs> darn, I mean, Are I mean, say darn, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, well, thank you very much. I really appreciate it. You uh, want it on your head? It don't matter. He poured down my back. I wouldn't care. <laughs> That's right, Dr. Susie. Get him all wet, Dr. Susie. Oh, Dr. Susie, look at you. Get him dripping wet, Dr. Susie. He is a hunk of burning love. He will burn it right He's good. I think we need more. I'm not mad He's so moist. Look at him. He's just wet all over. It feels good. Thank you very much. Yeah, it does mm-hmm. feel good. Now, you can hold on to the mic. I have my mic. Oh, you got your mic. Well, that's I right. do. Oh, yeah, with your sexy radio voice, Dr. Susie? That's uh, <laughs> yes, chills. well, you know, I was doing my fan voice earlier. First, I was doing my interview voice. Because <laughs> I was interviewing a famous, wonderful author, you know, She's ethical amazing. slut. She is amazing. Is that microphone on over there? And yeah, you can why, go you sit like over that there. Better? I sit in the chair. Go sit in this chair. Yeah, let's bring you a chair, Smokey. Do you need, do you need some assistance? Okay, you're good. All right. Okay. All right. So Go sit down, Smokey. <laughs> yeah, but we have to have him closer. I can't have him all the way over there. Can I we have some help moving I can go the back chair, to the please? bar, and Smokey can come sit where I'm no, sitting. No, 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 no. You're part of this. I know, but my wine is waiting You're for me. You're part of this now. Okay. okay We're going to do Bonoboville communion. I will do Bonoboville communion. You haven't communion. been here in months. I haven't. I'll even Hello. pull my titty out for you, Dr. Susie. Ooh. <laughs> Shit, I said it. Now I have to commit. <laughs> you know, this is important. We need... Co- listen to uh, Sky. Ca- Sky, can someone please... Sky, are you going to take communion here? off my titty? Say, say, it, say it again. <laughs> Sky needs a microphone. I want to hear... Say it. Here. For what? I'm never here, and I'm going to pull a titty out. <laughs> okay, Chelsea is uh, going to get the word... From the audience. Yes, ladies, what do you want? <laughs> we wanted to hear what you said. Communion. Communion. <laughs> when she says it like that, I feel like I'm in church. Right. But <laughs> it is a kind of church That's of Bonoboville. Just. Know. And. This is a ritual that we do here, Smokey. You, you remember this. Yeah, talk into your microphone, not into yes, your water. I remember that. <laughs> yeah. Should I pour the water, water on your Water amplifies. Head? Yeah. So, uh, so this is a, a, a ritual that we do here in Bonoboville. And you were here before. And, uh, yes. And you kind of participated. Yeah. I did, did what? You kind of participated. Yes, I did kind of participate. Right. As I, as I recall, I did. Okay. Do I get so to do that again? Maybe. Thank you very You're much. You're a good boy. Right. We all must be good boys. And you know that male sexual energy. Got to contain it. Right. But you know, I like to keep them in boxes. <laughs> we love men. That's just me. <laughs> all right. So uh, the drinks of choice are Ron de Jeremy rum. Speaking of. Ron Jeremy sluts. has a well, he's rum? certainly a slut, Ron Jeremy. Yes, he has Oh, a my goodness. Yep. Look at mm-hmm. him looking like Jesus on the bottle. He does. Huh? <laughs> he does. He looks a little... I, I thought it's it was like Russell Ron. Brand. With ethical slut like rum. With the mumps. Yeah. yeah. With the mumps? He does yeah, right Russell Brand with... He does kind of look mumps. like he has the mumps. <laughs> Are they ethical sluts? I, 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 sh- I wanted to ask Janet about all these different people. I can say personal experience is not No, he's not. Exactly. I agree because he puts down masturbation. He does more than that. And he right. also <laughs> said that no one else is not as allowed to use Relove Ocean, which is wrong. right. Right. I, so I remember seeing that in the okay. press. Okay, but 
Yeah, I don't know if you want to talk about what else he's done, but... Oh, he's done some very naughty things. I know firsthand. Okay, we're not... Okay. We're going to say that. Is that ethical? It's ethical no. that I don't say. Well... That is very ethical that you don't say. Yes. High five for morals. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think considering we don't want to give it much time, we'll just let people wonder and look it up on the internet. I you know, think they might find it there. Yeah. If you don't know, Google knows. Right, right. <laughs> and you can look up, there's a whole section on Elvis. There is. You can, you know, Elvis called has the best Slutty Wikipedia. Elvis, okay? Slutty Elvis? I ain't nothing but a hound dog. Yeah, well, you look up the word slut and Elvis and you get like a tremendous amount of stuff here. Okay, so uh, we're going to do Bidoboville Communion. You want to get it ready? Oh, sure. While I'm looking up Slutty Elvis tips. Elvis Presley is the king of rock and roll. There is little argument on that matter, but he did love women. And yes, Elvis Presley was a slut. He should never have married because he could not live the type of lifestyle marriage requires. Well, I would disagree. You could have an open marriage. This Ethical is true. slut. Okay, Elvis was a good man, and just because he slept with a lot of women does not take that away from him. I don't see the big deal. Really, I love him no matter what, and I have loved him since I was nine years old. Okay, well, see, I agree with all of that. Elvis... You know, except the part about he shouldn't have married. Although, I don't know. I mean, you know, people can marry and divorce. There's nothing wrong with divorcing. I'm divorced. I there love you know, being you're divorced. divorced. <laughs> All right. It's okay. <laughs> then somebody says, no, Elvis was not a slut. If you really look at him, the stories that he was a slut don't hold water. It is rumored that Elvis slept with over a thousand women in his life. Fuck. I want to be like Elvis when I grow up. If that is true, he is up there with Wilt Chamberlain. Ha! Ha! Yeah. I guess when he was young, all those women throwing himself at him was fun for him. Who could blame him? After all, he was a male. I don't know. Some females might go for that, too. Um, but we're, we're about to do uh, Bonoboville Communion. Um, you don't really know how many women Elvis slept with. Only, only women are called sluts. I don't believe Elvis was the perverted type. Yeah, right. Did you, you see know? how he pelvic thrusts? The pelvic <laughs> thrusts, right. That's not perverted, though. That's beauty. He was a super freak. That's beautiful. I feel like Elvis was probably in the BDSM a little bit. And there's this book that uh, came out um, a little bit ago, just a few months ago. Uh, it's called Elvis Presley. Uh, yes, yes, okay. Um, a Southern Tale or something like that. Anyway. Tell um, it to yeah. Crouch. Uh, yeah, A Southern Life by Joel Williamson. Was Elvis a slut? Joel Williams says says Elvis certainly was a slut. Not always ethical. Gun collector. We don't like that. Um, Priscilla accused him of spousal rape. We don't like that. Plus he had a virgin fetish. That's a problem. Um, but, um, you know, um, the best thing he did was perform. You know, when Elvis stepped out on the public stage in the mid-1950s with his first hit song, Heartbreak Hotel, he became the subject of unprecedented lust and sexual desire by young women. Because nothing gets a vagina throbbing like a broken heart. And, you know, we appreciate Elvis kind of like a Hitachi, right? Yeah. <laughs> gets the vagina throbbing. All right, so, uh, so do we have our, our liquors of choice? What do, okay, he's, he's drinking. A, he was, she, she poured you a special drink. Your special drink. It's your, your special drink. Did you want your special drink? Okay. It's Not Quaaludes, I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> Don't want to make you a lewd dude. <laughs> All right. Looks like we're going into overtime right? here. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Oh, thanks, Dolan. Oh, and is this Ron to Jeremy Rum? 
he is a slut from the slut community of the porn world, which we didn't really talk about. But is you know, there like porn sluts? Of course. What is, okay, kidding? so is a porn slut somebody who just likes to fuck even like out off camera? Yes. Like all I the time. I would say that would be a porn slut, is they do it both for money and not for money. Oh, okay, so they're just fucking to fuck. You know, they enjoy it. They enjoy it, and sometimes they get paid for it because okay. they maybe don't know it's how like to a, do anything like a else. bystander, like oh, you fucked me. I guess I should give you money. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We have got to move along with this because we're running out of time. So, um, you know what, Trixie Plenty? What's up, Dr. Seuss? I uh, need to take mine first because you guys That's have fine. been at the bar. <laughs> I have drinking, been at the bar. And I have not. <laughs> All I've been doing is drinking water out of a little penis straw yeah, here. So, so since it's the end of the show, I, I dibs. I, I catch dibs here. You do have dibs. And, uh, yeah, I mean, we talked about orgies. Orgies don't have to be fucking. Orgies can simply be a little round of Bonoboville communion. Okay, so here we go. Trixie Plenty. What's your I area of choice? A nipple, of course. You, you I'm going gonna, gonna to lube up my nips with some uh, cannabis. Lube up your nips. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh! With uh, cannabelli, yeah, you know. You know what? That's not a bad idea. Actually. I kind of, you know, that's that'll, very that'll clever. Go with the song. It happens. Oh, we have, hot. you know, uh, it will hold. It will hold. Jux Lee here, who is a multi-talented uh, person, mm-hmm. photographer, as well as lips. leather maker, and uh, and yes, cannabelli uh, concoctor. Um, and oh, you're doing everything. You're, yeah, you're combining you with the up, salt you know? and. This is interesting, okay? I'm, getting, I'm setting you up for success, Cannabelli, yes. cannabis-infused uh, coconut oil. Yes, please. Ooh. Amazing, right? Amazing. Your hat's black okay. blocking the shot. I kind of like that. Oh, oh Dr. <laughs> Susie. Ah. Mm, it's creative. a little too much salt, but it's good. Mm. <laughs> Definitely the cannabelli makes it even better than it would be. Right? It's so you get delicious. your dibs on the nips. I got my little You want some nips? I got some nips uh, for well, you. You know what? The other one might be. Cheers. To Smokey. Yeah. To Smokey. Thank you, guys. All right. And who's next? Who's next? Well. Other side's jealous. <laughs> I believe. I'll pop it out for you, baby. That um, going from. The former producer, Trixie Plenty, of the Dr. Susan Block Show, to the current producer, Biz Bonobo. You know, I feel like that's only, only right. Like it is a right. It's, like it's, a, it's a not right only an R-I-G-H-T. It's an R-I-T-E, a right. Exactly. I'm, I'm passing you the baton via nip. Oh, well. Because I care. And you know, to me, it's my right and my right. Ah. <laughs> so yes. Watch carefully, Smokey. You know, Elvis was rumored to be a voyeur, actually. Oh. Elvis was said to enjoy watching two ladies together from a... Were they virgins? A two, well, <laughs> the virgin thing is a little tough, even for okay. Elvis to pull off. I right, mean, right. It, it really is. I mean, you, you ruin virgin. it after a short period of time. Oh, oh. there we go. Two of them. Thank you, thank right you. Right there, in your face. Since thank you're you very much. Let's hear it for Trixie Plenty's <laughs> boobies. Yummy. Mm. Butter. Mm. Wait. Coconut oil. Coconut yes. oil. Salted right? coconut oil. Right? 
Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Go ahead and clean that off. Yeah. That's all yeah. you. Mm. Go ahead. Please. <laughs> That's nice. That is. Uh, I love That's my life. Luscious. Cheers. Okay. And They're not big enough to, to actually hold it. I like how you pretended to hold it there. Oh, well. That made me feel good because in my head, mm. they're like the size of Dolly Parton's. Mm-hmm. Fuck yeah. Oh, whoa. Look at that. Cleavage. <laughs> they are big enough. They are. Yay. Very nice. Thank you. Oh, thank you very much. Can I get a baby wipe or something? A Sani yeah, wipe? Yeah, there's a little bit of stuff something? here. Yeah, there is yeah, one of those baby wipes under there. Um, I know we have one more round, but I just wanted to, you know, clean them off for who's yeah. next. Um, well, we have Chelsea. Dooby dooby doo. Max, you, of course, have a certain feeling about Elvis. Would you like to express that? My feelings for Elvis? Yes. Uh, my feelings for Elvis. Well, you know, when I was a young man... I lived in uh, Italy, and I was 16 years old, and I lived with a 35-year-old woman who introduced me to the theater, the vaudeville theater, or variety theater, as you might call it. And I started to do imitations of Elvis, and I had lots of hair, and I had a duck tail, and sideburns. Mm, Like Smokey. Yeah, just like Smokey. And I did, used to do Jerry Lee Lewis if we went to a theater when they had a piano. Most theaters had a piano. Beautiful. So, but I used to hang out with all the Italian rock stars. Little Tony, Cilentano, oh, okay. Mina. And in fact, my niece reminded me of all those rockers that oh, I used yeah. to hang out with. And all the chorus girls. I had more sex (laughs) at 15, 16, and 17 than I did until I married Dr. Susie. Okay, now, other than the fact that you were underage, and that is wrong for all those women to be... You know, wait a minute. Having sex with you. Wait a minute. That's a whole new concept. Yes. That's a whole new concept that it's wrong. You know, in Europe... Little boys learn from older women, you know? No, so. Although Elvis preferred to learn from virgins, but that's a different story. Well, I but anyway, I, you prefer, learned from I, I preferred sluts. That's good. Myself. That's good. Okay. But they know what they're doing, right, Max? And as I would travel with the theater, <laughs> we would stop in all these little pensiones, and, and they're all hookers there. Mm. So every morning, like here, when I get up at 2 o'clock... <laughs> <laughs> I would sit down and have breakfast or lunch with the ladies of the night and listen to all their stories. And, uh, hey, it affected me. I said, hookers and sluts. When I grow up, that's what I'm going to hang out with. <laughs> Wait, to set the bar high, Max. <laughs> and that's what you're going to be. Because now men can be sluts, right? Yeah, so, so you can be There one it is. All right. Thank you, Max. Nice. And uh, we have a few, like... Words about Elvis that uh, I feel like Smokey. you covered his entire Did we cover life this? Yeah. when he went over the book about January 8th, 1935 to August 16th, 1977. During his career, he starred in 33 movies and three TV specials, 1968 comeback special, 1973 Aloha from Hawaii TV special, and Elvis 
something concert in 1977. He had four point, 45 singles that sold over a million copies. He had 38 top 10 hits and 18 number one hits. He had 149 songs to appear wow. on billboards, not uh, hot 100 pop charts in America. 114 of these were in the top 40. This is not my sexy voice, by the way. I, I see. Yeah. I can tell. But you're doing good, he though. He had 36 Nobody gold albums. Nobody has time for all of that. 12 <laughs> platinum They're, they're showing signs. Mm. They're flashing numbers. In 2002, numbers. the 25th anniversary of his passing, a new album called Elvis 30, number one hits. Number hit one? Number one in 26 oh. territories of the world, including America, where it was certified <laughs> triple platinum. He earned three Grammy Awards. Oh my. His 1967 mm. gospel album, how Great Thou Art, 1971 album, He Touched Me, and vocal performance of a live she performance of How me. Great Thou Art. He is a member of three Halls of Fame, Rock oh, and Roll Hall of Fame, Country Music Hall of Fame, and the Gospel Music Hall of Fame. Shame. A slut Hallelujah. is in the Gospel Music Hall of Fame. That's oh, not Hall of Shame, Matt. Oh, Hall of Shame, yeah, right. Even right, though he is so a slut, so I'm that confused, kind of puts him confused, in the... So confused. does that mean that the gospel go The Gossip Hall of Shame, but... You know, <laughs> hey, you, you, if you're not if you're not doing something revolutionary, then you wouldn't be in the gossip hall. Right, shape. you've got to be a good yeah. slut to be talked about somehow. If somehow. you're not being talked about, and you're all not those doing singles right, so. that he sold, but don't rape anybody. All those singles that <gasps> he sold, unless it's like a fantasy, I I had you have consent, asleep or awake, or and anyway. a waiver. Right. <laughs> I had all I had all of his forty fives. By did. the way, that whole oh. speech I gave about Elvis that was given to us by Smokey Binion Jr. That's Smokey right. is a wealth he of knowledge. He Elvis has more scholar. facts than Wikipedia. I know about Tionado. Elvis. Now we do. You know, because yes, all we have to do is call Smokey and be like, "Hey, Smokey, Smokey, maybe you know how many baby mamas did Elvis have?" I don't know. Mm. I think just Priscilla. There's but he knew all that other stuff. He probably he had secret baby mamas. Do you think? He, he or maybe he made him get a smush more shit. At least Priscilla, anyway. Oh, Priscilla. <laughs> she was his main baby mama. Yeah. I think, I think he chose his, uh, his virgin Mary. Mm. Yeah, but he liked Until virgins. Until she wasn't a virgin And I'm pretty anymore. sure he was not pulling he left out. Her it's a problem to have the virgin fetish because I, you can't keep a relationship going. Well, there's the Madonna whore thing. Do you think he... Oh, of course. Yeah. It's also quite bloody. Yeah, well, oh. to keep going oh. after virgins. Yeah, can be right. bloody. Nobody yeah. wants to Crushing a, a lot of grapes Max. in Italy, mm. huh, Max? To what? his defense, he wasn't always after virgins. He just liked girls that looked virginal. Right. Virginal. And he, he had a bunch of teenage girls that used to like to have pillow fights and tickle contests with him. Oh, and he did a lot cute. of foreplay. They called him the king of foreplay. So that oh. makes him kind of an ethical slut. Because yes. he didn't always cool. go for the intercourse. He wasn't really so into that. You know, sometimes you just need to lay back and uh, lick a puss or two. You know, I think he was good at that. <laughs> I heard he was very good at that. Or at least watch it he watch it go down. Yeah. You know, I love watching people lick puss puss. Right. Uh, uh, watch going down. I know. Go down. Uh, yeah. uh, look at you. You're so punny. <laughs> going down. I'm in the right position, too. So watch out. <laughs> and is there anything else you want to say about Elvis? <laughs> he was amazing. All right. He was a great performer that gave his uh, heart and soul on stage for the people. Like you uh, did, Smokey. Well, thank you. I was in front of a good audience, and I was getting everything I had just for you guys. Thank you. But, uh, we appreciate your giving thing. of thank your feeling, your energy. Well, thank you very much. I'm about to get my breath. Channeling <laughs> Elvis for us. Well, don't take too long, or you'll miss Bonoboville Communion. We wouldn't want to be saying that. <laughs> Why did you guys put that on camera? <laughs> 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 
great. Uh, <laughs> but again, it, it was a pleasure to be here. And uh, I saw a really cool show here a while back. It was back in January. It's called The Million Dollar Quartet. I very, since we're running a short time, I'll run through this very fast. He got his start at Sun Records in 1954. Sun and then went on, to, went on to RCA along about 1955 or 56 and had, of course, Heartbreak Hotel and all the other hits that y'all know him by. But there was two, three other artists who became icons in their own right, Jerry Lee Lewis, Carl Perkins, and Johnny Cash. And uh, after Elvis went to RCA, well, he came back for a visit, and uh, Carl Perkins was having a recording session, and Jerry Lee was at that time playing on other people's recording sessions. At that time, he had not had any hits of his own. So Elvis came by for a visit, and uh, they all got together around the piano, and Elvis was together around the piano, and Jerry Lee and Carl Perkins... And Johnny Cash was right behind him. And, uh, and in, in this play, each guy more or less kind of talked about their career there at Sun and everything. It's a really good show. I thought about Dr. Max because the guy that portrayed Jerry Lee in this play, this guy could beat that piano to death from one end to the other. I mean, this guy was fantastic. You would have liked him, Max. But it's called The Million Dollar Quartet. If you'll get the chance to go see it, it's a really great show. And, oh, I feel uh, like I want to give them a million dollars. Well, no, it's just called the Million Dollar Quartet because you know, that, that, that's a million dollars worth of talent right there. And unfortunately, okay. all of them are, are gone except, thankfully, Jerry Lee is still living. He released he a is. new album here a while back, back in October, called Rock and Roll Time. Did you buy the album, Smokey? Yes, I've got the... In fact, they bought a copy and, and I sent a copy to, to Max. Right on. Look at you. Very You're nice. just giving everybody presents. Just Santa oh. Smokey. Yeah, he's <laughs> thorough. Well, you know, because I know people thorough. like this sort of thing and I like to do something to make others happy and... And I hope you, you enjoy the album I gave you. make everyone in Bonobo I will. I'm about to very jam out to that. Yeah, that album that I gave you, it was, it was triple platinum here in the United All of States. Elvis's number one hits. I'm about to have like a whole Smokey montage on my oh, way yeah. home. Yeah. And we'll by the way, I just want to put out there that Smokey has a documentary about himself. Yes. That is on YouTube. And this is all very you have to do compelling. Is, uh, is Google Super. Smokey Binion Jr. Junior. And you will see uh, his Elvis tribute artistry. And uh, also, on YouTube. And also, ladies and gentlemen, you can look me up. A friend of mine here a while back started a Facebook fan club for me on Facebook. Mm, and, uh, I'm a member. It, it's up on, it's now, it's, it's last like Christmas it was page? on the blink, but now it's, you all you got to do it is so uh, I can like it. I will get do on uh, your Facebook page and type in Smokey Binion Jr. Fan Club. You can look me up there. I'm already a member, baby. Thank you very We're much. We're going to put you on blast tomorrow. Okay. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> and also, right. you can look me up on YouTube. I'm on YouTube and... Uh, I'm like this, sir. The, 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 the internet stuff is great, but folks, you still got to do it the old-fashioned way, and you got to show up and play the gig. That's right. That's gotta right. Show we up get you live and in person. By the way, that goes for performing and ethical sluttery. That's right. She said that. Show idea. up and put out. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, hey, you, you didn't. Know, speaking show. of which, you didn't get your Bonoboville communion. Um, hey. I took it on the side, but I did not lick a titty. No. <laughs> I will happily lick a titty. Mm. <laughs> Do, do I have to drink that, is that stuff again? Because I'd rather How drink dirty tequila. <laughs> oh, there you go. She's ready to switch to the dirty stuff. Mm, that was okay. that was intense. This is like, it's smooth, but it's like Ron Jeremy is like hitting harder than Sailor Jerry. A little bit. Oh, yeah. A little bit. Some, I was uh, like, whoa. Some vanilla tones. And oh, yeah? You're going to break down? Are you are you like a rum sommelier? <laughs> no, no. I was just offering my vanilla tones. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take your vanilla tone, okay. Sunny. <laughs> there we go. I'm lost. Oh, I you had to be there. She had the communion. Oh yeah, whose titties am I sucking? Yeah, Fuck. that's what oh, I was vanilla, saying. Vanilla tone. Right. Stopping her vanilla tone. Oh. Yeah. Bitch, pull out your titties. Your hey. flavor. Hey. <laughs> so 
several vanilla Trixie. tones around here. How do you feel about a clean-shaven chest? They're little. I want tickle bitties in my face, just like you, Smokey. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> Most people just eat, right? I'm all about the tickle bitties. Mm, look, here look they at those. are. Look at those bad boys. Mm, yeah. Woohoo. Let me let me get you all can, cannabinoid up. There you go. Yeah, go ahead. Lay in my lap, baby. Oh. Looks like they're rising up out of the jungle you know? with that jungle print. They're calling my name. Rising they say, hey, Trixie, what's up? And she is wiping mm. her cannabelli, uh, cannabis-infused um, coconut th- oil. Thoroughly l- lubricate. Lubricant. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You it's can for do science. This. You know, there's, I have you to. Don't, do, if I'm gonna do it, I gotta do it. There's no right. latex involved, so it's uh, it's all perfectly good. Mm-hmm. And salt. Lesbians save money it's that way. Of, you, you like salt. No MSG though. No MSG. Um, um. Here you go. And wait a minute. Mm. Oh. oh, here we go. Teamwork, Dr. Switch Susie. Switch it up. That's good. That's good. That's good. I went from whiskey to rum to wine. <laughs> Back to tequila. <laughs> here, I'll hold this. Oop. Okay. Here she goes, Trixie Plenty, taking her Bonoboville communion off of Biz Bonobo. Mm-hmm. Let's hear some slurping sounds. <laughs> Yummy, yummy. And she has communed. She has communed. Yes, she has. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Commune all and, over. And she's Thank so thoughtful. You. She's handy wiping it up. There we go. Mm. Yeah, you, you are. That's what we call ethical sluttery. You clean up after yourself. Right? You know? Clean up I, I after clean up yourself. I'm a lady. Huh. So who else wants Bonoboville Communion? <laughs> Do you see his face? Can somebody please? <laughs> now, I know he's not drinking alcohol, so what, what's up? It's energy drink. He needs to get his pep in his oh, stuff. Okay. He is what he drinks. Embody- Do you want to do Bonoboville Communion? Do what? You want to suck her titties and take your shot? Or an all? <laughs> you can suck it off my toe. Toe. Bring it on. Bring it on. I didn't paint my toes. I didn't have time. I'm sorry. Your toes are not painted. No, are I'm they to- clean? They are clean. They are clean. I don't care if they're not clean. He doesn't care if they're not painted. Whoa, they've got cute little socks. I always have fun socks. My sock game is on fleek. <laughs> okay, so Bonoboville communion. Off Come over of here and crawl in your knees, Smokey. Toe. Two minutes. Okay, we got to move along because we only have three more minutes. Very nice. Mm. Oh, here it goes. Smokey Suck Binion. that toe. So Sucking that toe. Suck that toe, that toe bitch. Woo. Oh, my God. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> he, is really, he is quite 
quite the romantical <laughs> toe sucker. Jesus, Mary and Joseph. Right? What the fuck are you Here's doing to my toe, sir? Isn't it good? It's oh, good. Oh, yeah. Oh, he does No it. tickles. Jesus criminy. Here, wipe my toe off you, after you, like, slathered all over it. You did, oh, yeah. you did that he shit. He did it very well. <laughs> yeah, he did a good job. Right? Fuck yeah. You're probably the best. You just. There you go. Aww. Yeah, he does it. Oh, he, does he got it. a little extra lick. He did. He's a little he gets his licks in. Gets his licks in. Yes. Yeah. Keeps on kicking. Okay. In my boot. There's a snake in my boot. <laughs> All right, brothers and sisters, lovers and sinners, we are almost out of time. So uh, we want to thank Trixie. It's Planning. inside out, bitch. Mm. <laughs> Trixie, I know you got to get your socks on, on right, but how do we find you? <laughs> Oh, um, you can find me on Facebook slash Trixie.Plenty. All right. Like okay. the, the candy bar. And uh -huh. thank you, uh, Chelsea Bonobo. You didn't get to do Bonobo Vol Communion, but we only have three more minutes. But thank uh, you. Oh, I'm going to get her. Uh, webcam and phone at the Dr. Susan Block Institute. Okay. Oh, yeah. And Biz Bonobo, also a therapist and producer of this crazy show. Call me. Biz okay. Bonobo is handling it. Okay. <laughs> and Smokey Binion. Find him on YouTube and his Facebook fan page. And on Bonoboville. He is on Bonoboville, brothers um, and sisters. I will be. This is going to suggest on it Facebook to me. Fan and and don't forget be. to pick up a copy of The Ethical Slut. You can buy order that. it. You know, buy that. Get it. Follow it. Learn read it. it. Learn it. it. Uh, yep. Yeah. And, uh, you know, then the bonobo way, right? Okay. Bonobo Make ways. like bonobos, not baboons. Making like bonobos is all about being an ethical slut. And the best part of Elvis, that twerking, you know, which is, by the way, we're going to get a twerking, twerking butt. Twerking butt. Yeah. Coming soon. Are you getting the twerking we're getting the twerking butt. We're getting the twerking butt. Yes. 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 Fuck yeah. I want to fuck your twerking yeah. butt with my Kim enjoyers. Ayers, yay. Totally yeah, Topco, yeah, absolutely. You need to. <laughs> Pornhub, wherever. Okay, and so we're, we we got to go. Make like bonobos, not baboons. Make love, not war. Make love to someone you love tonight, even if that someone is you. I love you. We love you. And we sure love you. talk to us. I'm Dr. Susan Block, your mistress of the airwaves, but my day job is director of the Dr. Susan Block Institute for the Erotic Arts and Sciences, specializing in sex therapy over the phone. Anytime you need to talk, whether you need serious psychotherapy or a hot phone sex experience or a combination, my world-renowned telephone sex therapists are just a phone call away. Totally private, absolutely confidential. We listen, talk with you, advise you, role play for you, fantasize with you, no fantasy is too taboo, and help you with anything from impotence to exhibitionism, fears to desires, fetishes to marriages. For more information, call us at 213-291-9497. That's 213-291-9497 anytime you need to talk. You're listening to Radio Suzy One on the World Wide Web.